Hey guys, this is the Practical Idealist. My name is Destry. And I'm Katie. And um, what you're about to listen to is our commentary and talkback on uh, The Greatest Showman. It's uh, a little bit late. <laughs> and a little bit rough, considering we did it five months ago. And I uh, wanted to tell you that I did the best that I could with the, uh, the editing. This is the first time that I've really ever spent any amount of time doing the uh, the whole editing process so it's uh it's gonna be interesting um it'll be a journey <laughs> we've uh we've both listened to it um once Multiple or twice times. <laughs> and um we think that we have the the best version that we can get for you guys pretty much uh with wrapped the, up with the technology that we currently have available to us which may change in the future but for now, while we're still figuring things out, just bear with us, and I think it's pretty decent. I hope you guys agree, and let us know what you think. And I hope that you can hear the difference now, as opposed to in April. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's April 24th, and it's later than it should be. We're about to watch The Greatest Showman. It's almost my birthday. Yay, it's almost your birthday and you're going to be watching Hugh Jackman singing and not singing. I'm actually kind of hoping it'll be done by then so I don't have to start over to do that way. Oh, it's only PG? Shit, man. Yes, it's only PG. So before this starts, can we acknowledge the fact that it's creepy that Michelle Williams is playing Hugh Jackman's love interest? Hugh Jackman's. And what is it with her and Hugh's? Oh. Yeah. Hugh Think Grant? About it. No. Or Hugh Laurie? No. The one who... <laughs> I was just thinking of well, you. It's the group are saying whoa, apparently. I'm thinking of the hues of the world. <laughs> I'm not going to make it through this. Synchronized stomping. No, it's you a... know it was going to be good when it starts but, to synchronize stomping. But, but the angles are what's telling you. So can you understand the word he's saying? That's not true. Not without the, the definition <laughs> subtitle. I've listened to the song like 12 times, and this is the first time I've understood what he's saying. No, I really don't. I don't want to go anywhere where this movie's going. That's a little presumptuous. They had to get body doubles for every single person in this movie. Yeah, this is uh, too dangerous for people with actual talent. This is true. He looks like um, Adrian um, from Piano Man. Mm. Adrian... Brody? Is that his name? I don't know. I'm thinking of Adrian now. <laughs> what, what do you want from me, Katie? Is it Hughes or, or Adrian? I think it is Adrian Brody, isn't it? Okay, so I'm going to pull up the IMDb for this movie just because like, God knows we're going to want to know what else these people have done. I <laughs> made her laugh. I made her laugh, son. Yeah, you slapped that yeah. small boy. You feel like a man now? Yes. Mr. Sideburn McGee? Grab your daughter and lock her away. How do you know it's her? How do you know it's her daughter? How do you know it's his daughter? Yeah. Um, Maybe it's his ward. No, I don't sing, small child. I'm, don't worry, I'm looking him up. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're telling me to believe that this is Hugh Jackman as a child 
I don't think that he was ever this good. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he's particularly good either, but... His name is Ellis Rubens. He's only been in three movies. Mm, but he, he's relatively young. Ode to Joy, which is in pre-production, and Linda from HR, which is a TV movie. We're going to South City! <laughs> you get Rosh? Are we pinning it? Eventually, I guess. That or that he's played Gavroche. Oh, possibly. He's gotta be like 13, so. Well, if he's not really into movies, he's probably been on Broadway at least. There is no information about him. Let's look up the girl while we're at it. His name's Skylar Dunn. Oh, there's more about her on here. Skylar with an AR? Yeah. She found a few things. She found 11 things. She was on Orange is the New Black. Oh. Is this supposed to make us ship them and, like, understand him in some way? Because I'm not getting that Oh my god, it's a top hat! He died, he died, he died. Oh, he died! I mean, I guess maybe I should have been paying more attention, but really, he no. died! But see, if they don't make us want to pay attention, then why? When Skylar is not acting, she loves competitive dance, theater, football, reading, lacrosse, singing, and playing her guitar. God, fuck her, why don't you? See the open plains of America. See the, there's no shit, so make shit. See all of the Native Americans that we've killed already. Oh, and just suddenly for he's you. Hugh Jackman. Ew. Ooh. Ew. Is that Michelle? Is God, that... he is so old. He's old. Okay, she is like half his age. Oh, yeah. That's the new thing. And a third of his size. Hey, at least it's not fucking Gwyneth Paltrow. That's all I can say. Uh, this is true. Because it could very easily have been Gwyneth Paltrow. It, it could have been. Or Amy Adams, which, I mean, I guess that's okay, but she can't sing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Michelle Williams can either. I guess we'll find out. Nope. <laughs> that was fast. There is way too much exposition and not enough time. I don't care. I just don't care. They're honestly trying to like move and rouge this and it's not working very well. God, this is so bad. I will say that it's better than the first five minutes of uh, uh, La La Land. <laughs> We didn't get through the entire movie. <laughs> we couldn't even get through the first 20 minutes of La La Land. We, we didn't get through the first dance number of La La Land. Yeah. Okay, all Close of your mouth! It's the lip syncing. No one knows how to lip sync here. Run, 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 lift, run! Ah, uh, God! Body doubles. Oh, yeah. Well, Hugh Jackman could do that, but she couldn't. I mean, he does. Have, if this wasn't so bombastic, he does have like a, a lot song. of dance training, so mm -hmm. he could do that. She couldn't. What is it with the sinking of the merchant ships and shit? Like, really? Plot device. Like, is that like the before we had cars? We have to sink well, ships. were stupid with their ships. Oh no. How however are they going to birth the child into the world? In poverty. Look at his snazzy uh um waistcoat, even though he's poor. Oh they're already alive. 
Oh, yes, you did. Wow, that was great. There's been like two what? seconds. Like what? Ten time skips in the, in the last ten minutes? Yep. Like there's no continuity at all. It's just like okay, she was pregnant now. She has two almost grown children. They're not almost grown. They're like six. That is not almost grown. Children are almost grown with serious makeup. Oh god, he's trying the old timey I'm from Kansas voice. I was about to say he's using his Oklahoma voice right now is what he's doing. Like literally if he threw on an extra y'all. No, he's he's he is doing that. Yeah, he, he's doing his Oklahoma voice right now. In other words, don't do what you're going to do, which is leave us. To start a freak show where you torture people for money and hilarity. That's not the real story. <laughs> <laughs> this is the real story. Oh, oh, here's the girl who can actually sing. Okay, so they just didn't want to write more than one song for the first yeah. half hour. Oh, they're so little and sweet. They are asking for this to be on Broadway, and it's never going to happen. No, it's going to happen because people are stupid and... God, he's so old. I can't take him seriously. I can't. I can't do this. I can't. I can't handle this. Where's Where's Russell Crowe? Right. <laughs> I'm telling you, Bajan. Grab, grab his nightstick. Just bad. Just no. Stop. Bad. <laughs> Go back to your family. God damn it. So this is supposed to be what? The end of the 1800s? Um, sure. Have you seen Cars? Okay, we're gonna Google P.T. Barnum and just see, because I'm guessing it's probably like the end of the 1800s. I mean, it seems like a Frank Baum era. Frank Baum was later than that, wasn't he? He was like early 19, wasn't he? Well, P.T. Barnum like opened the, the circus in 1891. Okay, we're gonna look up um, Baum, because I'm pretty sure that was later. Did he just send them away? Yes. Oh. If he has the money to do that, how? Wikipedia of Frank Baum. Don't. Oh, he died in 1919? I don't think I realized that it was that early, but I don't think I knew that. Mm -hmm. Another song coming? It's pretty good. I hear something about colors and making. I'm gonna fucking lose it. <laughs> Every night I lie in bed. <laughs> so, Keila Settle. She has been nominated for an Outer Critics Circle, a Drama Disc Award, and a Tony Award for Best Featured Actress in a Musical. And this is the bearded lady. Oh, she was in Priscilla Queen in the Desert. That's what it was. I was like, ooh. She also played Madame Thenardier. She originated the role of Becky in Waitress. Terrific Tracy Turnblad in Hairspray. National tour of South Pacific is Bloody Mary. How did anyone think that this is? I mean, in in this today's modern age, why would anyone watch this movie and go like, "That's such a great idea. Let's make a movie about that guy." Seriously? Because it's Americanic. But we're so. And we're hoorah, we're America. like I, I'm in favor for the most part of the people. Up, 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 up! New song. It's only been. What, almost a half hour? We're on our second song. But no, like, in general, I'm in favor with how PC we've gotten, just because I think it's better than 
the alternative. Mm. But with how PC, like excessively PC, our culture is right now, how did this movie do well? How? Because they spun it into a positive message. But still, like, we're all about breaking through and telling the true story behind movies. Why? Yeah! Everyone always, like, freaks out about it, and the internet goes insane. Well, that's the internet. This is the movie going PG public. If it was PG-13, it might have had a shot. I just don't see how this movie did well. Like, it doesn't matter if it was good or not, because, you know, quality is completely objective. Or subjective, rather. Okay, question. Are they actually singing now, or is this still part of the musical number? Now they're actually singing. Well, I mean, that's the question with movies like this, isn't it? Nine and... Well, no, the thing is that the guy who did Nine was also responsible for um, Chicago. Yeah. And his whole... Was setting it to the uh, side. Exactly, yeah. yeah. This is much more Moulin Rouge. Which is fine, but in Moulin Rouge, you always knew when they were singing to each other or when they were singing to the crowd, when they were singing... This is very much... Musically. It, it could go either way. The only thing I will give him is that he has not forgotten how to dance. And isn't this the, the, the circus that just got shut down? Huh? Barb and Bailey's? Or is that the no, one that's that been was gone for really, a while? Wasn't it? Because that might also be the be the reason. I mean, even if it wasn't this particular one, just the fact that the circus is not really a thing anymore well, might have been is, the other it, reason. It is a thing, just not in the way it, it used, used to, be. to be. I remember I used to. Uh, the circus sure. has progressed, and the art form has changed. I uh, had a circus birthday party once. Ew. Yep. I thought you didn't like clowns. You don't like clowns. I hate clowns, actually. But like, we actually went to the circus. Oh, went. I, I, I do remember going to a circus when I was a kid. But my mom told me that she had to physically remove me because I was screaming and crying so much. Because it, I was so terrified. So are one of these girls going to get killed by something he does? No, I think maybe one of them's going to die of some weird plague. One of those kids is going to end up dead. Can we just... Are, are we certain of this? It is the latter half of the 1800s. Like, one of those cute, adorable little girls is going to be dead. And then, but in then they'll be dancing alone. They'll be dancing alone. <laughs> Late at night, and I am <laughs> There is no... Yes, again, blow all of your money on a big house. Again, with the unrealistic freaking time skips. Like, god damn. I think they're just <laughs> racing along until Zephron comes in. No, they are, because they're like, we all know the real reason that you people are coming. <laughs> you want to see Zephron sing and dance. We understand. We respect it. We do, too. That's why we paid so much money to get him into this movie. She's going to be the one who dies, right? She's going to, like, break her leg or something, or her neck. <laughs> it's so dark. She's gonna- something horrible is gonna happen to her. It has to. Oh, Zephron! Zephron! Zephron sighting! Zephron! That's been awesome. He's so sexy. And his shoulders are almost as broad as Hugh Jackman's. I feel like we, we have missed the emotional crux of the story already. I don't 
paying attention and we've not missed anything that they've shown. That's what I'm saying, though, is I, I feel like in them writing it in this capacity, they missed the emotional crux of the thing. Because this could have been actually a decent concept. Like, all right, where I'm at with it is that it's just like the movie is a con about a con. Like, it, it legitimately could have presented a con man in a positive way about, you know, breaking barriers and talking about people's differences and showing them in a, a positive light or whatever. But and we're really not talking about that. Right, that's what I'm saying, but we're not, that's not what's, what's being shown. Like, if they wanted to spin it that way, which they could, which is what they're doing, they could have done that. Better. Oh, shh, different topic. Shut up. Oh, I feel something coming. They're going to sing together. <laughs> you should see your face right now, Destry. Use your words. <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> Reserve judgment for the end of the song. No, you have to talk now. Whoever conceptualized all of this needs to be shot. Seriously, I I need to give you a mirror. No kiss. No kiss. And the shot we were all waiting for. Yep. Ha! Body double! The thought. Use your words, Destiny. <laughs> As with everything else, that song covered a lot of ground. But really did nothing ultimately. Uh huh. I like Zephron's part. The choreography was bullshit. Oh, uh, that, that was that was. It bad. was confusing. the The timing of the song itself, like the pacing, <coughs> was really, was extreme, which is baffling to me. I think that they needed one more, I, I, one more no musical, like number in the show, and they're just like, you know, we have this old well, Western they, saloon set they that needed, we can They they needed the two of them to sing together. I just. That that's been the worst song so far, I think. I guess I'll just have to tell the queen that either all of us go. None of us. Queen Victoria didn't give a shit about that stuff. So what about that went well? Also, well, they, what went well? The first five seconds of well, the scene that you showed us that had no context at all. They didn't immediately kick them out. All right, who is this bitch? What the fuck? That's what he just said too. Oh, this is his mistress. God, we're covering a lot of ground. This is his mistress. And with her Britishness, his American accent is starting to slip. <laughs> See? It's getting worse. So either this was an early scene, or he, uh, he just can't stay American in the face of Britishness. And all I want to know is that, will you fuck me later? Because you will, but I want to ask your permission. I feel like I've missed the emotional res residency of the first 45 minutes of this movie. That's because it had none. <laughs> We're already at the, oh, he's a big deal. I thought we would at least take at least 45 well, minutes well, to thought, get to yeah, that. Yeah, I thought that we were going to learn a little bit more about the build. Not, oh, hey, I'm rich now, yay! Well, the build was beating people and telling them they're worthless and then paying them shit. That's the build. Yeah. <laughs> Taking all the money for yourself and being a con artist. They didn't want to show that because that might be a little bit too real. Alienating to the... Uh... Oh, yeah. But having no emotional centerpiece or core isn't alienating at all. Okay, I hate... This, this quality of everyone's voice that they're doing in all of this, it makes me want to punch myself. That's what everyone's doing. 
It makes me angry. Why can't you just sing the song? Why do you have to affect it? Oh, oh, they're touching each other. Why? How? When? Give me context! Because they looked at each other and it was sexy. God. <laughs> this is not opera. <laughs> not even close. This is awful. I mean, it's just bad. Does every single song have to be a bombastic yes. piece of shit? This is not musical theater, and this is not a movie. This is not even not, anything. This isn't even music. It's your birthday in 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. We're just still be watching this on your birthday. If oh, yeah. They had established an emotional connection between the people he employs and, like, and his character. And also this would like actually he, mean something. And also, like, he, he gave a fuck about them. No! Don't sing a sad song about nothing! Fuck! Now, remember, this is the big number. This is the big song. God, this would mean something. This could mean something if they made it mean something. Well, someone actually sang oh, yeah. during the take. Yeah. That's because she's used to actually doing theater on a regular basis. I think the choreography might be the worst part about this. It's pretty bad. Well, no, the lyrics are pretty bad too, though. But they're trying. The music isn't the worst. Like, like every single song is the exact same song. Yeah. So, like, the music itself is not awful, but the lyrics are. Oof. Woof. Okay, so Zendaya is on, like, is being top billed here, right? Right? Yeah. I'm not even correct about that. No, Zendaya Why the fuck is like, she always in the back of the shot? It's because she doesn't actually do anything. What good timing you have. Were you just standing there waiting for her to get the tickets? Yes. Katie, this was the 1800s. There wasn't a lot to do. <laughs> <laughs> Except for stop women, smoke, and maybe masturbate. And then no, also no, masturbating was not allowed. No, they these weren't. are circus freaks. Damn it, they can masturbate all they want. Zephron's allowed too. God. Oh, oh, just sing and dance and already. It's time for the song. Yeah, it's time for the song. It's time for their sexy, sexy song. I don't want to hear you talk. I've heard you it's talk in like the, seven movies. It's time for the fucking sing and Zendaya, shut up otherwise. Zendaya body double song. I mean, he's not terrible. He could be a lot worse. But also, this is the type of music that he learned how to sing on, so... Mm -hmm. That's impressive. He's also actually singing, too. Well, again, he's used to that. See, I mean, I made fun of the of the British bitch who sang the Never Enough song or whatever, yeah. but she did actually sing this. You can yeah. hear that she sang the song. I cannot, every time that um, Hugh Jackman sings, it's like fucking flawless. And it's like, that's not Body real. double. So every other shot is a body double, essentially. Are we going to call it only good number? Well, good's relative. <laughs> the best number in this movie. That's the only song that actually makes sense in The context. only palatable number in this show. I appreciate that she's not going for bombast. They're just kind of doing their thing. Yep. 
And still, once again, she's not dancing. Let her dance. That's what she was made to do. Is she a dancer? Yes. Remember, she was on that Shake It Up show. No, I don't remember. It's Bella Thorne. This is the only reason people came to see this movie. Even though they have no chemistry. Which is a shame, because Zephron usually has chemistry with everybody. That wasn't awful. Nope. Well, also, that's the only song between two people that wasn't, like... Ridiculous for that. No that was not the worst thing I've ever seen for the first time in an hour. Oh, hey, 15 minutes until your birthday. <laughs> He's literally getting in the coach with the other woman. How cold is that? Oh, and now she's going to say. Okay, so obviously time has passed, and yet the girls are not any I've been older. thinking about that, too. Maybe she'll die. Someone's gotta die before the Syphilis! Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't just randomly kill her for no fucking reason. No, no goddamn random. music number. If she dies, it's gonna be, like, a deal. So he just completely abandoned his business, too. Really? To follow a chick. I've said it before, and I, I, I need to say it again. Damn, he's old. <laughs> I can't just... It, it gets worse every time I look at him. Can there be a censor bar, please? Because I don't, don't want to watch this. <laughs> I haven't wanted to watch any of this. I, I saw Zephron singing, and now I'm done. Can can we be done, please, though? You're gonna ruin her fucking career, too, because you're a douche. Wait, Skylar Hensley! Mm. Skylar fucking Hensley! Dude, dude, it's Skylar Hensley! I don't know who that is. Testry, did you not watch the Oklahoma that Hugh Jackman was in? That's oh. fucking Judd! Oh, okay. Oh my god! Oh my god, what a cameo! Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, that's right, there's a... As soon as I heard his voice, I was like, <laughs> god damn it! There's a, a thing about... Prejudice and stuff. What could time for him to come home just as the scene on fire? I fucked other women. Mostly just one, but other women. I've grown so much, or you've grown so much, but really, literally not at all. It's the, uh, the rich people diet. Gotta keep them tiny while we can. Will Swenson play his dad. I missed that cameo. There he is! Oh my, oh my god, that made me so happy. I've always wanted to see Hugh Jackman carry Zephron? a very buff Zephron. Like, who can carry who? <laughs> Motherfucker! He's so brave, like, you have to kiss him back to life someday. Yeah. Give me your pink wig. Let him sniff it. <laughs> you bet him. Elephants are thinking, fuck, man. I lost my peanuts. Never forget. <laughs> Fire burned in the elephant's eyes for an instant. <laughs> That's what happens when your karma is shit and you're a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> your, your theater burns to the ground like a little bitch. Why do you have a relationship with this knob? What the fuck? <laughs> who, who are you talking to? The critic or to both? Just God damn. The mutual knobbage. You literally just put a newspaper on the step. Yes, he did. God. 1800s were weird, man. He wanted to send me out. <laughs> He's a fancy gentleman. We should take it on the road. Then we can burn it down in different cities. 
Exactly. <laughs> what a crazy idea! People aren't equal. The next thing you'll know, they'll be giving women the vote. <laughs> now his wife is going to go all post on. Yeah, yep, that's go. right, Michelle Williams. Sure. You take your babies and you go, girl. Because she orchestrated the photo. I'm not in love with her, Christine. Of course you're not. Not with her, not with me, not with anyone. Just you and your show. That's right, bitch. Not really even that. <laughs> just kind of just him. Just kind of just nothing. But you gave us the real Oh. How? When? When did this happen? I agree. Can we have had like a building a family song? Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to Street. Happy birthday to you! You're old like I am, and I'm gonna sit on you now. Happy birthday! We're gonna ignore the movie going on and have birthday hugs. Birthday hugs, hugs for your birthday. I don't want him to sing again. I wanna sing about how it's your birthday. Hugs. You're old now, ha! And the first thing that's here on your birthday is this. And it's important to remember that all of these characters here were real people. Mm -hmm. All these bad makeup jobs, those were real people. They were all real people. It's okay, we don't have any problems with our mixed race marriage at the beginning of the 19th century? Or 20th century, excuse me. Yeah, girl, you get you some Zephron. Why do I feel like they wanted fucking Nicole Kidman for this? Yes! I think they wanted Nicole Kidman for the other role. Like, aesthetically, just. Not for Michelle Williams, but for the other role. Oh no, we're doing it again. And the reprisal of the reprisal, the reprise. Like, on set, they couldn't have just let Zephron get away with this, right? They must have been singing High School Musical Tale all the time. <laughs> like, they come in for rehearsal to do this number, right? And then suddenly they all just start singing, we're all in this together. They just do all the choreography, we're all in this together, and he's just standing there going, I, I fully believe that happened at least once. Oh my god, is it finally over? The noblest art is that of making others happy from T. Barnum. So Destry. What did you think of this movie God. that was an hour and 38-odd minutes? I'm always skeptical of anything that's rated less than R. <laughs> and it's you not even about, like, the... No, I, I don't care. It's just... It's like, it has nothing to do with the rating, I guess. It has something to do with the fact that I feel like a lot of times people kind of step down the... Like the more realistic, less savory aspects of people and of and of the storyline and plotline to make stuff. it more family, make it accessible. more family friendly or whatever. And it's just like, well, that's just not what the movie is. And there's some movies that are like that where it's just like, okay, it makes sense why you're PG or you're PG thirteen. But with that, is that I don't know. I just so do you think they were just trying to make entertainment out of a story that had no busy being entertaining or do you think they were trying to turn him into something he wasn't i think they were just trying to make entertainment and they're like we I, can I, spin this in a way i don't think they were like we're going to rewrite history that seems like a lot more work than they put into any part of this movie yeah it, it didn't rewrite anything he was still it like relentless jack off mm -hmm. the entire time so but a charming one <laughs> theoretically I, I don't know. I, I I just. Well, what did you think about like the music and such? It's just all the same song. Everybody always says that like Randy Newman. I, this is a weird pa parallel, but like Randy Newman only 
writes the same song all over, you know, all the time. Uh And I see the merit in that. I don't personally agree, but I see where people get that or whatever. But this was literally the same song reskinned with different lyrics Mm -hmm. and a different melody. Like, they all had the same build, they all had the same amount of screen time, and, like, this was a calculated effort to get as much money as they possibly could. So it was purely about engineering the most Well, I mean, it's just like, okay, what's really hip right now? Nostalgia. What's nostalgic? Oh, well, we just closed one of the longest-running circuses in America... So let's go with that. That what's more Americana than the circus? Mm-hmm. So it, it, what's the more like what delves into your childhood entertainment value? Mm-hmm. And they just like okay, well, we have to make it about someone because just making a circus musical has already been done, <clears throat> right? It's um, mm-hmm. it, Barnum. Yeah. Right. It's already been done. So we have to add something to it. With Jim Dale, who narrated all the Harry Potter (laughs) books, just FYI, in America. So I just feel like it came from that place where it was like, okay, we have to have it make some kind of social context. So we'll throw in the whole, well, this guy made being unique and different, like, a celebration and not so much a thing that you laugh and jeer at. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there is a, a definitive distinction, even in reality, of, like, a, a circus versus, like, a freak show. Right. And I feel like, realistically, P.T. Barnum, the real person, kind of bridged that gap a little mm-hmm. bit, which is nice. Like, he made yeah. progress. But that's not what well, the movie's he, about. He and that's, created and that, a new form of entertainment. Right. And that's where my frustration with this comes from. And that's why it feels like such a cash grab. Is because it wasn't just like, okay, we want to tell this story, but we want to shy away from the more unsavory bits of it and make this guy a champion of different and unique individuals without actually putting any effort into showing that to you because that would require effort. Mm-hmm. But if, if it had come from that place, I think that even if it was bad, it would have been about something, but it didn't come from that place. It came from right. what's going to sell Americana sale uh, sells. So what's the most Americana thing that we can think of? And that's been in the news recently, the longest, like I said before, the longest running circus just ended. So we'll just use that as a springboard and maybe put something in there about how it's it's good to be unique. Just to make just, to just keep the kids happy. You know? So that that that's essentially my biggest issue with it. Is it just it it I don't think it could have been good at all. You don't like, think like, there's like, any like, chance like, like you don't think there, there's good. a way yeah. for it to be good. If it would have been a a docudrama, there you go. It might have had a chance. But as a musical, not a fucking chance in hell. Okay. And I mean, even you said before that, you know, it went out of theaters really quickly because they realized that the theater people, the people that they were trying to get involved with it, didn't really care about it. They weren't really buying it. They went in, if anyone who wanted to saw it within the first week. 
So it was the lyricist of La La Land, right? Fuck, I don't know. Actually, I don't know any of the Because I know that it was Dear Evan Hansen guy. I'm pretty sure he did the music. Let me look at it real fast. Well, that, that makes sense why all the songs sounded the exact same. Because I'm pretty sure the lyrics were the Pete, the guy from uh, La La Land. What about the performances? Anyone actually nope. good? Nope. <laughs> nobody at all? Zephron did his Zephrony best. But Zendaya wasn't in enough to actually have any kind of... Yeah, it was the music by Dear Evan Hansen guy and um, the lyrics by La La Land. So, ending ending thoughts on this? <laughs> so we can never, ever think about this ever again? No, I mean, like I said, to, I guess finish answering your last question. Like, no one really had a big enough <clears throat> part. Like, not even Hugh Jackman has, a, had like, a big enough part. Like, he literally, for, I would say, maybe, what, like, 20 to 25% of the movie just stood and stared at women. <laughs> Awkwardly ogled women. But you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah. didn't you feel that way? Like, I, I, I don't feel like he had much to do. Zendaya wasn't in it enough to make any kind of impact. And like I said, it, never let her dance. That's what she's known for, is being a dancer. And she's always in the back right corner. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't get that. And I don't know anything about the, the beard lady person. So if that was, was someone I was supposed to recognize, she, I didn't recognize. No, she wasn't, she wasn't really commercially known. And certainly Michelle Williams did nothing at all. But stand there. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I agree with you that it seemed like it was orchestrated to get the most money possible in the and shortest amount of in the time. shortest amount of time <laughs> not and even like like with la la land it was like this is going to be artistic this is different this is you're right is that it, it, it was we're built going, along with like the artists yeah we're going like here for, yeah exactly where it's like very nostalgic but in like the this the is good a new way. modern musical yeah but this with this just, they they got a whole bunch of really big-named people, and they said, well, if we put enough of these people in here... From all people, different generations, People too. are going to come in here and see it just for the fact that this pe- person is in it, in a musical, in quotes. So if if they're all going to come see it for that, we don't really have to worry about too much else. Right. Plus, but- we have the big names from La La Land and Dear Evan Hansen, which won all of the Tonys this year. Mm-hmm. So if we put all of these big names in it, the quality doesn't matter so much because the names are there. So people are going to think it's good if we tell them it's good because look at all the famous people who are in it. And that's the way I feel about a lot of, and this is, you know, connecting to a broader conversation, which we will have at some point. But I feel like that's the way a lot of modern musical theater has gone lately, which is, you know, we throw enough big names out there and if we tell you it's good, then you're going to think it's good. Even if it's not necessarily good, you're going to believe it's good because we're telling you it is. I mean, why else would these people have signed on and stuff like that? Because it's a big movie. I mean, like I said, is that they kind of got someone from every generation. Yeah. Because like Hugh Jackman is known in like the theater circles from like... Well, also the people he, are parents' age. But and then also the he Zephron did Les Mis, our, so people know him yeah. like, oh, look, he does movie musicals. But um, Zephron is from our generation. our generation, and then Zendaya was the generation. She's pop afterwards. music. Right. So it's they just got like, people from all different genres, too. Yeah. So if you if you don't care who, 
with a couple uh, musical Jackman theater Jackman is, then you're going to like Zendaya. And if you're not sure... They even got some theater people cameos in there. Right, so it's just... I wonder how many people caught the Skylar Hensley thing. <laughs> that, that was the best part of the movie for me, was seeing him in that. I was literally just talking about him, too. I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit confused, I guess, about I that... why it did as well as it did. And I don't, I don't understand the songs. I agree with you that they're basically the same thing, and I don't like the fact that you can't understand what the people are saying, 90% of the music. And I think that the music itself isn't terrible. I think that there is some, like, like you kind of nod along to it, but because the lyrics are so bad, it makes the music totally unlistenable. Mm-hmm. And that was my, when I first listened to the soundtrack, that was my first impression was, wow, I I almost want to like this because the music is interesting, but the lyrics are so bad that I can't. Mm-hmm. Just like in, in a lot of recent media, it all comes down to the framing for me. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying before, is that what was the inception of the idea? And did that translate into the movie? Or did they lose that? Or did they even have a good inception to begin with? And I just, I, I don't believe that this was brought to the table as a, we need to tell this story. I, I think it was brought to the table as, what can we do to bank off the fact that musicals are, are, big, are right big, now. big right now. By it's grabbing cool. a music and lyrics team of the two most original things that have come out lately in regard to musicals, hey, we can't lose. We couldn't get Lin-Manuel Miranda because he was too busy working on his own stuff. He was too busy but, sucking Disney's dick. And also, you know, he his his Tony Award came last season. <laughs> we want the How new How dare Tony's. they? <laughs> so... I do think it's interesting, though, that they managed to pull all of these people in. I am kind of curious what those conversations sounded like. Like, how did they get Zac Efron to sing again? I want to know how that happened. Mm-hmm. I Like, I legitimately want to know how that happened. When his agent came up to him and was like, hey, Zac, you want to sing now? And he was like, Jesus Christ, I spent my entire career, literally my entire career, trying to get away from the fact that I started out singing. What could have drawn him back in? <laughs> I'm disappointed because I only, I wanted to like it. I'm not. <laughs> well, no, like I, before I saw it and before I listened to it, I wanted to like it because I want to like new, interesting things. But if you make it bad, I can't like it. Because I can't. I mean, I like garbage too, but this wasn't even good trash. I mean, I stand by what I said based on the very, very beginning of the movie, is, oh, man, this is PG. Like, I just I don't, don't just... see how a PG-13 rating could have made it any better. Well, I, mean, I don't see them doing anything well, differently. Well, it's less about what they would do. I, I don't feel like I explained that point very well. It's less about what they would do better or differently if it had a higher, like, more adult rating. It's about the fact that whenever you see PG or PG-13, it's the highly marketable shit. That's true. I mean, I think PG-13 is about as high as most people are willing to go. If it's, okay, this is my thought about it. If it's R, it's going to be all about the, here's tits and here's swearing and here's gore. If it's PG-13, you can probably expect a balance. Well. With R, they're just. the genre, I guess. Yeah. With R, they're almost definitely just going to be throwing things at you. Well. Because they can. 
I guess this is my personal view on the subject, is that anything that gets like an R rating, yes, there is a lot of it that's going to be due to the fact that we can swear as much as we want, we can show as much as we want, blah, blah, blah. But I think that also is that they're willing to show you the more unsavory, more, like, not so pretty and glamorous aspects of people and I things just don't, that. Yeah. And I feel like with this is that, it, and it doesn't take being able to swear every five seconds or show tits or anything to do this, but when I, whenever I see a movie advertised as a PG or PG-13 movie, it's usually about... How can we sell this to the most amount of people? Yeah, and, and that just kind of shows. As opposed to how can we make the movie that we're trying to make? Exactly. And, right. and, and like I said, is that not in all cases is that true, and mm-hmm. not in all genres is that true. But I just feel like PG is it, the most it, it palatable for the up. most amount of people. It just it, it just sets you up, like especially with horror movies. I know this is not a horror movie, but I'm saying especially with horror movies, it was kind of a horror movie, <laughs> right? But if you go into like a PG-13, you're gonna know that it's not going to be as visceral and, right. and like evocative. Yeah, evocative as it could be, and that's the same thing for pretty much any kind of cinema that's not mm-hmm. even like in the horror genre. Is that you see? Okay, this is PG. Ah, oh, crap. Like that's just what it conjures. Is that because other PG and other PG-13 movies are so bad and so PC? about everything that it's just kind of like okay i know exactly what this is going to be so it's it's less of it's less of like what they're what they're able to do and it's more about just the feeling of god this is marketed to all of the people that it can be marketed to Mm -hmm. it's a weird concept and no i i see what you're saying it's it's not always the it's not always the rule but it's not always the exception i mean i I do agree that i've seen that happen a lot too where when you look at movies it seems like the ones that are just well, here's the movie we made are usually PG-13. If it's R, they're trying to do something. They're trying to get something across. It's a horror movie or it's a war movie that they're trying to say, this is the real deal. With PG-13, it's like, well, we made a movie. With PG, it's everybody see this movie. And with G, it's like, okay, well, this is for the five-year-olds. Do they even make G-rated movies anymore? Like, we don't want any kids to just watch this. We want parents there, too. Well, since the... well. Who's paying for the ticket? Yeah. And who has to sit through? So I'm pretty sure PG is like, they. I don't think they make a lot of G-rated movies anymore. So, which makes sense, but. Yeah, I, I just, it evokes a response. Is, yeah. Is basically what I'm saying. Is mm-hmm. that whether or not it's true, it, it's never always a consistent thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, okay, when you see an R movie, you're like, okay, let's get down to business. When you see something Peter, and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I know what to, I, I have you an know idea what of what this is going to be. And if it blows your mind, it blows your mind. That's that's fabulous. I love that. But I'm not going to sit there and be like, okay, a PG-13 movie. Let's get down. No, it's not. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to. It's different layers like you have, of expectation. You have, to, you have to catch me. Yeah. Like you, you have to come and get me and involve me. No, you can't I mean, just the sit there and be like, yeah, at this point sure. is less about the rating and more about setting people's expectations. Up. Yeah. I just, I don't know what they were trying to do. And I think they were trying to make money and I think they accomplished it. They weren't trying to make anything particularly good, as far as I'm aware. But, I mean, they were trying to just... make something that would sell tickets, and they they were trying to be Barnum, exploit the big names to make the big bucks, and but, and I mean, the biggest issue that I have with it is that there's just no emotional resonance. Oh yeah, and I, I think I probably no... even said that a couple times. When no, we were watching yeah, there it. was like, there was nothing. Like they I gave, don't know any of these people. I don't care about any of these people. 
I don't see how any, any of these people care about each other. They didn't spend any I time didn't. on relationship building. They didn't give us a reason to care about the characters. They didn't give us a reason to believe that the and characters the music cared was about each other. The, the music sequences were half-assed. It was mostly just... Like, all right, the one thing that I will say about La La Land, and I know we only watched, like, less than a half hour of it, but in the opening scene, it wasn't just there a was whole effort. bunch of fancy camera tricks. Yeah. It was people actually doing, things. like, doing something. This is... This was literally just camera trick the movie. Like, even in, like, the biggest and, like, most bombastic, like, sequences, like, with the, the, the never-ending opening... With mm-hmm. that one fucking song that played. Whoa. Like, yeah. It was just like, we're going to keep moving to different locations well, and different shots. And they're going <clears> to <throat> be, you know, it, it just, it, it wasn't like, all right. I, I, I think a really good example is the Zendaya and Zephron song is that they, they just the kept moving mm-hmm. and it wasn't purposeful and it wasn't entertaining they and it wasn't give like awe-inspiring it was just her end, whirling yeah. around and jumping up and down it's just keeping your yeah. attention on the screen someone or something is moving mm-hmm. and know who does that cartoons for seven-year-olds that's true and that's what i felt and again going back to the pg thing for just a second is that that's how i felt while watching them it's like I need your attention. Just give me your... I swear to God, well, I'm, we're not going anywhere. We're not doing anything of any importance, but we, we got to keep your attention, man. So we got to have hey, many people worked, right? looking at the screen and doing yeah. something. I just... And the sad thing is, though, it worked on us because <sighs> we weren't paying attention during the parts when they weren't doing that. But when they were worrying around, we were paying attention. Right. So it works. But what I was going to say is that it's like one of our old theater teachers... He used to call certain types of theater flash and trash. Mm -hmm. And I've always believed that there is such a thing as good flash and trash. Or there's a type of theater that is flash but not trash. And the two differences in putting this in the theater context. Wicked is flash and trash. Wicked is pure flash and trash. It's nothing I mean, but spectacle. And I mean, it sets you up with that. With the and it sets you up. And, and yeah, at, at, so. at the very beginning, like, you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. You walk into the theater and you're like, wow, that's really impressive. Now, and that's the entire you're, g- you're going to disagree with me here. Oh, but the original production of Phantom, that's flash but not trash. Hmm. Because, and this is why, they earn every moment of their flash. Every single thing that they do that's flashy, it's for a purpose. When sets are moving, when the the fog is coming in and the uh, the bridge is coming down, it's all because you're being dragged into the Phantom's world. Mm. So they earn their moments of flash. It's not flash and trash. Wicked, it's just like, holy crap, there's a whole bunch of lights and sounds and things are moving and all right, this is happening. That's flash and trash. This movie is the embodiment of flash and trash. It is the purest, most concentrated form of flash and trash that I have ever seen. Well, it's it's the difference between I want to watch this and I can't I'm, stop watching it. I can't it. stop watching it, yeah. But my I mean, my corneas are on fire. There's a way to have a lot of things going on on screen and a lot of people on screen and a lot of like like moments on screen like like coexisting and coinciding mm-hmm. and making it purposeful and well, making it like, meaningful and making it Makes sense and have a through line in a. I think a good example of like that consistency. is. Um, and I, I just, I don't, I, I didn't feel that way. Like I said, is that I just feel like it was like, I'm tired of this shot. Let's just do a different shot. And it right. makes no sense where they're at in the world, where they're at in the song, what they're doing, 
how they're singing it, what the relationship is. It has nothing to do with any of that. It just has, oh, well, we've, we've had this shot for more than 10 seconds, and God knows we can't do that. No. Well, I think another good example of that on stage would be the sequence on the street from Rent where everyone is singing their own individual pieces and it's all happening at the same time, mm-hmm. but it's organized chaos. So everything is coexisting in the same universe, but you're still able to focus on whatever it is that you are choosing to focus on. So your brain picks out what the most important thing is at that time. And I mean, even like to a certain extent, Beauty and the Beast pulled that off with like the opening numbers. Mm-hmm. They were able to... Uh, yeah. Well, I still think that they were able to the, pull it off to a certain extent. The live extent. action? Yeah. Because, I mean... The live action Beauty and the Beast was able to at least make you... Skipping over the quality of the music itself. Just the way they were able to track what was happening. Right. But also is that... I forget who reviewed it. and I think it might have been um, Doug from Nostalgia Critic. That said something that, that I agreed with, which was... The energy isn't there. Oh, like, yeah. The like, energy like, is They're lacking. doing a very good job tracking who's doing what, why, and where they're at in, in, in the shot and in the world and, and the relationship that they're having with whoever they're relating to. But at the same time, it's just very unawe-inspiring. Yeah. Very bland. I, I don't know. Like I said, is that I just, for a movie that spends most of its runtime on big musical numbers mm-hmm. with lots of people and lots of things going on, none of it was all that impressive. Like, even the opening number, like, when it first, first started, like, before he went to the family and did all the yeah. stupid shit, but, like, when it was in the tent and blah, 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 basically the callback to the end yeah. of the end, whatever, is that I, I, I wasn't excited. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of movement, and he was running behind the, the bleachers or There's whatever, like, and he wow, saw people's that, Well, that was, was a th- lot to throw at people right off the bat, too. Right. Like, it's one thing to have a grand opening number, and it's another thing to be like, what the hell did you just put me into? And I've always believed that with musicals, the mark of a good musical is a standout opener and closer. Like, you know if it's going to be good after the first number. And with this, you're just like, what just happened? Like, literally, what just happened to my eyes? The feeling that permeated the rest of the movie. Yeah, it it did, though. Like, you carry that, like, wait, what's happening? Who is he? What's going on now? Where are we now? What's happening? And I think that a lot of people forget that very early musicals, as far as, like, movie musicals were concerned, had a lot of talk. Oh, yeah. Like, yes, they might have had, like, really, like, if you go back to anything that Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers did or something like that, literally, it was 25 minutes of them just sitting mm-hmm. and talking to each other, and then a five-minute beautifully choreographed scene where 70 people are dancing. And you're like, okay, that's cool. I'm, I'm, but I think I'm that, on board. That, that, that's the thing that everybody but forgets also, is that there has to be characters mm-hmm. and a plot and a story and a, and a thought. And they also worked those numbers into the show themselves. Normally, they like when they were singing, they were actually singing. When they were dancing, they were dancing for a reason, not just like, oh, this is randomly happening. Like, because I, I agreed with what you were saying while we were watching the movie about like, wait, is this? Are they actually doing this? Like, when? What is the context of of this musical world? And I think that the most they didn't jarring, establish that right. And I think that the most jarring thing for me. And it happened multiple times, is when the audience 
joined participating, in. yeah. And I'm just like, but it wasn't a call and response. Yeah. They were singing with them. They were just doing And I'm just it. like, that doesn't make sense. You, you have to set up a world. Well, and I mean, you're not allowed to break the rules of your own world. Right. And I mean, even more than that is that even if, okay, so there's singing to yourself. Like, there's monologue singing. Right. There's monologue singing. They're singing as a duet. Like, singing to, to each, each other. other. To each other. And they're singing as a way to convey story and plot mm -hmm. as a group. And then there's singing to perform. Yeah. Like, the, the, I think that the best distinction that they made, like, the, in, like, the, the musical number was the, um, the big one with the bearded lady. Yeah. Where it was like, okay, it was her singing, and she was singing in the moment, so everybody else was listening to her, but she was having a monologue for a moment. Mm -hmm. Then everybody joined her. It became a conveying emotion. And then thing. they went on stage and gave it to the crowd. Yeah. That was a continuance of the four elemental effect. But when you start off a sequence and every and like the beginning, and which is when I said that, was that okay, he was singing, and is he singing to the crowd? Because the crowd was already there. Mm -hmm. And even though he's behind the bleachers, is he singing to the crowd? Is he singing to us? Is he singing to the people? I don't get that. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on stage and we're like, okay, and then he's singing to them. You never really, and then everybody starts joining in. You're like, okay, are they singing to each other? Are they singing out, out to the, the people? Right. Or are they singing to P.T. Bar? Like, who are they singing They to? didn't make a world in any way, shape, or form. And then the most ridiculous thing was that in all those types of singing that, that I just mentioned with the singing to yourself, singing with the people or to the people or whatever, there was never a mention of the crowd being part of the group. Right. So it, it would be different if it was like, whoa, whoa. And it was like yeah. a back and forth kind of like call and response thing. They were, just they were literally line. part yeah. of the chorus. You can't be part of the chorus when the chorus is the thing that's singing to you on the stage. Mm -hmm. And that's what bothered me. Right. Because that, that is a, it's, a, it's a big nitpick. Yeah. And I'm sorry that it's such but a no, big nitpick, but, but the it thing does, is, it, just, it, 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 fl it flusters you because they yeah. have no reason it, to it, be involved in this number unless they're being brought to be involved by the people who are entertaining and performing. It just confuses further a plot that already doesn't make sense by not having a world established. So. Yeah, I mean. It, I, I, I thought it was just plain bad. It Yeah, there it was not fun bad. It wasn't interesting bad. It wasn't impressive. It wasn't. It, it wasn't even. Yeah, it wasn't even visually impressive to me. I wasn't impressed by the costumes. I wasn't impressed by the sets. I wasn't impressed by the CGI. The dancing. The dancing was a definite not impressed. The singing was definite not impressed, with there the exception no of Zephron and the bearded lady. Uh, there. Yeah, there was really no acting to speak of, and it was it was <clears> a, a big old uh, thumbs down for me. I just feel like they didn't think. Yeah, there was not... I don't think there was a lot of thought put into this either. And, I mean, say what you want about La La Land, because, again, we did not get through that, and I'm not going to go back to it to try again, because it was just... It was garbage. It was just not the movie. It was just garbage. But whatever the um, aesthetic was, that... It was consistent. Right, exactly. Is that the aesthetic was, this is an old-timey musical brought to modern times. Mm -hmm. And so any kind of inconsistency can be explained away 
through that because it's like, oh, it's and that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be stupid. It's supposed to be, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With this one, I felt like they were trying to actually make a musical. Yeah. And that was in the caliber of the song because the two songs that we heard from La La Land were not even really songs. Yeah. They were dance numbers. Mm-hmm. Which fits in with the 40s aesthetic, because again, right. even going back to what I was saying about the Ginger Bars for, for the stair stuff or whatever, they really weren't that great of songs. It was, it was, no, they were, pop, they, were, they were pop songs that were put on screen with some really cool dancing. So it had nothing, I mean, and it had a point in the storyline because they made it have a point in the storyline through yeah, the they, plot and they the characters, the songs but the songs the were not written specifically to convey we're trying to give this information to you. No, it's, it's a solid dance number. It fits into the story. And then when we do it, we're going to do it. And then when it's done, we're moving on through the story. This was trying to, to not only convey personal emotion, but also convey plot through music. Mm-hmm. Neither of which they did. No. They did not accomplish any type of storytelling. So you you, you can't forgive that. Which, to be fair, the movie is called The Greatest Showman. Mm. It's about the show, and it's about him putting the show on for you. And that's the thing, though, is that he wasn't even there for the show. Mm -hmm. It's true. And see, I I guess that's my, my greatest conceit about the whole entire thing, is that it wanted to be everything and nothing. Like, it wanted to be a false account of his life wanted to be a false account of the circus. It wanted to be a false account of, you know what I mean? And I feel like if they, they would have just... They tried to draw too much reality into it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if Rather they would have just, just let stuck it with, this was his life. If they, or if or they had this gone... was the circus. Like, you have to have a or... focal point. There was no focal point. It was just, we're going to do a little bit of his life stuff. We're going to do a little bit of his family stuff. We're going to do a little bit of his show stuff. We're going to do a little bit of his mistress stuff. We're gonna do a, it's a little bit of everything. Yeah. And it, was, it wasn't focused at all. And it wasn't even really about him because he didn't do anything for the entire thing. Or if they had gone full on Moulin Rouge and just done, like, dream numbers, essentially. Yeah. I feel like that would have worked more in their favor, too. Or done the nine route and kind of had a step to the side every time they went to do a number. Which I don't think would have served it very well, but, it but at least it would have been sense. more consistent. Yeah, it wouldn't have served the story, but it would have made more sense. I always feel terrible. Like, I, I really shouldn't because it's my opinion and I'm allowed to have my opinion. Well, you're allowed to think something is bad if it's bad to you. But the thing is that I, I always feel guilty about not liking something that received acclaim. Not even just like good word of mouth, but, like, acclaim, acclaim. Yeah. And you're just like, I don't see what you saw in it. Like, I, 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 I genuinely do not understand where it is that you saw this magnum opus. It was movie. flashy and trashy, which, Hamilton, but, um, it, it had very little weight in any other way, shape, or form. Plus, big names. It, it hit all of the marks for what people are looking for right now, which is garbage, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But but as long as we are aware that, you know, it's it's just our opinion, and I don't begrudge people if this is what you like, you know, that's... No, that's I kind of do a little bit. I mean, I... I the guilt comes in for me. I wish like, you didn't I, I like I wish you it. could explain to me what it is you saw in this, because there are people, like people who are in the music industry, that they may not be, like, people that I know personally, that they may not be like 
well-known or anything like that. There's a couple of people that I follow on, like, Facebook and stuff that I've met that are my friends or were my friends at one point, and they're, like, raving about things like this. And it's, like, it it puts into question, like, okay, if I didn't see the, the validity in your argument of it being good, then how can I like, respect you at all. No, and I agree with you, but I think that's part of a a bigger question that's not really related to the movie, as it stands. (laughs) But as far as people liking the movie or not, art is always going to be subjective. It's it's always going to be. Every single form of art is always subjective. And even if I don't agree with what's going on in the popular culture at the moment, which this this is popular culture right here, that's what we're stuck with. I might not like it. I might not agree with it, but I can't begrudge people for having their own opinions yeah. just because they do like it. I, I am, I do find it interesting that this is where we've gone. It just brings a bigger question. Oh, it definitely. No, me too. Like it definitely brings bigger questions about taste levels and our peers and whether or not we can trust other people's opinions when they, they say something to us because obviously our opinions are very, very different. But as far as this movie directly is concerned, if you wanted to see Hugh Jackman kind of singing and doing... I mean, he, he was fine in his dancing. He The choreography was bad. He wasn't bad, to be fair. Um, Then you got to see Hugh Jackman singing and dancing. You got to see Zephron singing and dancing. You got to see... Zendaya kind of singing and kind of dancing. You you did get to see those things happen. You got to see Michelle singing. So there you are. You they they presented they told you exactly what you were getting on the poster. <laughs> here are these four people and here are a lot of bright lights and here's a top hat. Congratulations, mm-hmm. you saw the movie. So that's the only positive I guess thing I can say about it is that they, they didn't necessarily lie to us about what we were going to get what what we saw in the trailer was what it was I, I don't find this fun mm-hmm. and I don't find, I don't it find fun passion I, in it right exactly I don't that's see my the passion is it. that there's no emotional relevancy this is, so there's nothing for because I'm guilty of this and, and I think we both are to, to a different degree is that I watch media or consume media, whether it's music or TV or movies or whatever, from an emotional standpoint. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't think that, that we're, we're weird in that respect anyway, because that, that's kind of the point, I think, personally. But I want to be emotionally affected by something. And if I can't be emotionally affected by something, you've got to give cheated. me something to look at. Oh, yeah. And I, I there was nothing in here for me to get emotional about, even though I tried desperately Cloyingly Honestly, so. the only and there's nothing to watch because nothing happened and nothing was impressive, nothing was was cool. The or only unique. thing. So what was the point of watching this? The only thing that was on the edge of getting me, and this is the dumbest thing of the entire movie that was on the edge of getting me, was them passing that hat around at the end. Eh. That was like, like, you, was, like that, that was, was a, a nice moment thing. where I was like, they're all together, and like suddenly we're. We we have a, a reclaiming if our only that our thing actually meant something. Yeah, based but that's on what I'm saying. Like the that that was a thread that was like if only they had taken that and used it. But the idea of that everyone taking that top hat, it passed through every single person's hand, mm-hmm. and ultimately it was him passing on the top hat. Well, I mean, that was the right. only thing that was like whoa. There's the start of something there. 
And again, it's the dumbest thing, but that like that's what I look for in, in a movie, especially in a musical. I want something that that ties me to the world and that makes me like that fills me up, that builds me up. It's the detail. Yeah, just like something little like that. If they had kept something like that, like if the passing of the top hat had been a thing mm -hmm. throughout the entire movie, which I didn't notice it being a thing. It was not. Uh, it I wasn't think, a thing. I, I, he I found that top hat and then suddenly he had a top hat. But if that like if that had been a thing throughout the movie, I'd be like, hey, there's there's a little bit there of something. There was something. There mm -hmm. was something. But yeah, so it's just it's weird things like that that I'm able to attach myself to. But I I see where you're coming from. I, I agree with you. But I mean, I, I think the most egregious wrong, and I mean I'm probably wrong about this as far as like people's involvement because I don't know these people and I, I don't know who's behind the scenes and what their skill or give a shit level was. I don't feel, like you said before, like there's any passion in this. And I don't feel like anybody legitimately fucking cared. It was a paycheck. Like, and there was trying enough that it didn't seem like a cash It wasn't grab. distractingly bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it was just mediocre. Mm -hmm. Like, no one was, like... No one did a bad job. Yeah. Mm -mm. But it was... It, but no one stood out for a, for a good reason. Yeah. Exactly. Besides the fact that Zephron learned how to sing. Well, that part. he he kind of learned testing by the end of the last high school musical, though. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he just he didn't forget, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that was exciting for me. I, I just feel really bad and guilty about like, well, do you hate fun? Well, I guess so. You just don't find this fun, right? And the thing, and is, that's is okay. That, and I mean, I'm not the biggest musical person, like you know this. Yeah. But I but not even legitimately care about the standpoint. art, though. Yeah. Like, it's not something that I'm you just going to, like, someone passing, to, oh, it's it, oh, you want someone musicals to bastardize are cool, it. whatever. But just, it, it just, it didn't do anything. And, and I guess that's the reason why I feel guilty is that I, it didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not so much that I feel like it didn't do anything for me. I feel like it did not it do, just didn't anything. do anything. So the fact that it did something for someone... Just That's, kind of blows my I would fucking like to mind. read a positive review now and see what people were praising, you know? Now that we have perspective. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't read any of the reviews before we watched it. The, the most I. that yeah. I did before we watched the movie was I listened to the soundtrack a couple times, and then I played Destry a little bit of a couple of the songs that I thought were the best, which I think I was... Was I right? The the three, yeah. like, passable songs? Mm -hmm. Um... What was the opening? The... the opening, Rewrite the Stars, and then the... Um, the, the Bearded Lady song. Yeah, the Bearded Lady song. That was the extent, because I didn't want to be spoiled in any way. There are movies, and, and there are shows, and stuff like that, where you watch it the first time, and you're like, okay, this does nothing for me. And then you go away for a while, and then you come back, and you're like, okay, I at least see why someone would like this, or maybe you really, really like it the next time you see it, or you get it, or whatever. This does not seem like one of those things. Mm -hmm. This seems like one of those things that you watch because you should probably watch it just to say that you have seen it and then you move on with your life and you, and you, and you have no reason to revisit it in any capacity. I don't feel like it did anything for me. I don't feel like it did anything in general. I don't get it and I'm probably not going to get it. So I'm glad that the people who paid to see it in theaters and even the people mm -hmm. who paid to buy it, like I appreciate the fact that they, got something out of it and that they enjoyed it there's nothing wrong with that and i'm not gonna sit there and be like because there's not this this and that yeah. it's not you know you should feel ashamed but i i legitimately don't think it's good 
And I'm, I'm, yeah. and no, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I legitimately feel sorry about feeling that way. It's just, no. Yeah. It's just a whole lot of no for me. It was it was a lot of no for me as well. I'm glad that someone somewhere got a positive something out of it. That's the least that it can do, you know? Mm-hmm. Just because it has critical acclaim doesn't mean that it's any good. Here, here. And just make sure you keep that in mind. That's what I'm going to say. In the future. In the future, yeah. Well, um, happy birthday. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that What's we were so able happy about it? <laughs> to watch such a terrible terrible movie meritless piece of shit, piece of shit <laughs> as a beginner of your 25th year oh yeah and um, nothing encapsulates my encapsulates encapsulates my 25 years in this planet except for incompetency so. except for <laughs> mumble singing and zephron scaling the, scaling the side of a theater so any final words sucks man <laughs> It sucks indeed. Okay, guys, that was our commentary on Greatest Showman. I hope we didn't hurt your ears. And I hope that maybe you got something out of it. We really enjoyed talking about it afterward. Those kind of discussions are things that we normally just have in the car on the way back from watching a movie. So hopefully you'll get something out of it. I know I usually do just from talking things out. We'll have another one coming at you in two weeks. It's going to be our um, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Also a little bit late. And also a little bit messy. We saw it in theaters, so it's mostly a talk back. So we're, we're just going to be talking about the movie. There's not going to be the commentary aspect like we had in this one. So it's going to be a little bit shorter, which I don't think that's going to be a bad thing after the, what, three weeks it took me to... Something like that. Edit this monster of an hour and a half but then starting in october you'll be getting something once a week october is our favorite month and we have a lot planned for hello month and uh, we're working on recording and editing that now check us out on twitter yep yep we have a twitter it's um at idealist underscore yeah underscore the yeah (laughs) that's what twitter decided to pick for us Yep. Um, you can also find links to our Instagram from there as well. So if you guys want to talk to us, let us know what you think, or just catch up and see what we're up to, feel free to hit us up and please say hi. Let us know that you listened and really let us be honest. Let us know what you think. All right. Well, thanks again. Thank you. Bye. Bye.